Hi, I'm Haley Walsh, and this is the Step Over Podcast. Hey, and welcome to the Step Over Podcast, Ottawa's grassroots soccer podcast. My name is Josh. I'm your host. Not the reason you're here, but I'm here nonetheless. The real reason you're here is to hear from another fantastic player. This week, we're talking with Haley Walsh. Um, she's a former Gigi um, and also former FISU World Cup champion with the GGs. Um, she spent the summer playing with Electric City FC. I had a great chat with her, um, so please stick around and listen to that. But first, I wanted to uh, make sure we touched on a few things, including Atletico Ottawa probably playing as well as they've ever played, coming off a 3-0 away win at York. They're now top of the league top of the CPL power rankings. Definitely the bigger story is the away support shown at that game. Capital City Supporters Group and Bytown Boys did Ottawa proud. If you missed it, there was a bus trip organized and Ottawa fans took over York Stadium. And I mean, it was something to behold. As someone who watched from uh, my basement, I had serious, I don't know what you call it, FOMO? Is it fear of missing out if you've already missed out? Anyways, I wish I'd been there, because for an away game at York, the Ottawa fans were all you could hear the entire broadcast. It was just phenomenal. Um, so proud of everyone who uh, who made that trip. And it's something that I don't think, um, you know, I think this is the first time, as far as the CPL goes, in terms of, you know, large-scale away support. So those groups really just setting the standard for, as far as supporters groups go, in the league. So definitely wanted to give them a shout-out. Well done by Town Boys and Capital City Supporters Group. Also wanted to give some serious love to Ottawa TFC, um, who it sounds like has been getting some some fantastic fan support of late. I want to give you a taste. Um, here's some audio that was recorded by uh, Matt Boutin. He's written for 613 Sports in the past, and uh, and uh, this will give you a taste of, of uh, a bit of the fan support that Ottawa TFC has been, has been getting lately. as a self-styled grassroots soccer podcast of course we like that of course we love hearing that there was a short video that accompanied that and it looked like there was i don't know two three hundred people there um maybe i'm overestimating but regardless you know i think that was at the end of a uh, either a men's or women's opdl premier league game and you know in in a corner of our city that's just building uh, some fantastic culture. So well done, Ottawa TFC. And the last thing I want to touch on is the uh, Canadian roster for the Women's CONCACAF U15 Championships was released recently. Um, and four players from Ottawa are on the roster. Bianca Hanish, Maya Angus, and Annabelle and Isabel Chaku. Huge congratulations to them. Um, all actually come from Ottawa South United, which I think for sure is the most players coming out of one club um on this roster uh so that's quite the feather in their cap so uh you know congratulations to to all the coaches there that's uh that's some pretty fantastic stuff and on that note i think it's interview time so here's my chat with Haley walsh so i'm joined by a university of ottawa ggs legend and now a midfielder for League One Ontario side, Electric City FC in Peterborough. It's Haley Walsh. Haley, welcome to the show. It's really great to meet you. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited. Absolutely. Um, so Haley Walsh, the pride of Cordes, Ontario. Do I have the town right? 
Uh, Curtis, yeah. <laughs> Curtis, right. Okay. Um, so that's a few hours drive from Ottawa. Um, I usually have players on who are from Ottawa, but as you're a GG's legend, I'm, I'm making an exception for you. So you joined Electric City FC this year, which is a brand new club in 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, so the timing hasn't worked out for me to go see a match yet, but I was in Peterborough a few weeks ago and the branding for the club is all over Peterborough. And that's so cool for like a league one team. Um, how has the season gone so far and like, what's been your experience uh, like so far? Yeah, you know what? The season's been definitely something that I've never experienced. Um, I've been on, this is my third different League One team, I think. And I've actually been on another League One team um, in its first season as well. So I didn't really know what to expect coming into here, but it has been, um, it's been crazy. Like you said, the fan base that we have, um, I don't know if you saw like the signs that we have in downtown Peterborough. Um, It's just, it's something that I've never experienced, even being, you know, on the Ottawa GGs, like we were a pretty, pretty good team and we didn't even have this sort of fan base. So um, that's something that I've never experienced. Um, The season's been good. You know what? It's, it's always tricky starting with a brand new team. Like we've had girls from like universities all over the country from the States. So, you know, having everybody come together and uh, quickly try to get into games and to get playing, it's been, it was, you know, it's always a challenge, but I think that we've gelled really, really well. Um, This is probably one of the closest teams I've ever been on. Um, So it's been a really cool experience getting to know all of them and playing with some really talented people. Um, It's challenged me as a player um, to learn to play with new people. You know, you get comfortable playing with the same varsity players on your university team so this has been a new experience and um, I've enjoyed it and you know we've done well we're still hopefully fingers crossed for a playoff spot Um, we have our last regular season game on Sunday so um, you know and we'll see what happens fantastic Um, I do have more questions about ECFC uh, but I'll save those for later you know I want to get to know a little bit about you Um, so a question I ask everyone on the podcast uh, very basic very simply, how did you first get into soccer? Um, oh, I was probably, well, I was first enrolled in gymnastics. That was my sport growing up, or I guess what I was first put into. And I actually have an older brother. Um, he's three years older than me. And I remember I would go to his, um, his soccer games and I just remember I would watch it and it looked like so much fun. So I told my parents, I said, I want to play that. I want to, I want to be in that next season. And the next season they enrolled in, enrolled me in soccer. And that was, uh, the rest is history. <laughs> Okay. Um, So as you were growing up, did you uh, get to have a favorite player or like a favorite team? Um, I've always been a huge fan of Barcelona. Um, Okay. A huge Messi fan. Um, And now a Lewandowski fan, as it turns out. Yeah, you know what? I I still love Barcelona, even though Messi's gone. Um, so I'm I I love the signings that they've gotten. So I'm I'm ready for their season to begin too. Okay. Um, So you're still like a Messi fan then? Yeah, I do. I'm still a huge Messi fan, um, but my team definitely is not PSG. It's definitely Barcelona still. Okay. Okay. Um, so growing up in Curtis, um, what was your club team like when you were kind of starting out, you know, at that level? Um, my first club team was actually for in Oshawa. Um, we were Oshawa Turtle, um, which is about maybe 10 minutes from my house. Uh, I moved around youth teams a lot. So I started out in Oshawa And then I went to, um, I also did time in Darlington. So that's a local team for me. I would consider that like the Curtis area. Um, And then I went to Ajax, which is about a half an hour drive away from me. Um, Then I went to Whitby and then I moved back to Darlington. 
So I've kind of been all over the Durham region. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like, was there a reason that you jumped around? Uh, just like, like where the opportunities were or? Yeah, you know what? I felt that after maybe a season or maybe two, I just started getting too comfortable. And I knew that, especially as I got older, um, when I realized that I wanted to pursue soccer, um, that I, I knew that the best way to challenge myself and to be a better player would be to move around to different teams and to get different coaching experiences and play with different players. Um, so that's what I did. That's a really interesting thing to like learn about yourself. Like how, like how old were you when you kind of realized like, oh, I don't like, I don't want to feel comfortable where I am. Um, young, you know, I think from a young age, I also had my brother to look up to. He played competitive soccer as well. And, you know, he kind of did the same thing. So I think I saw it work for him and that kind of motivated, motivated me from even a younger age to be like, okay, you know, if this is something that I want to do and I knew I was, you know, I would go to a new team and it would be hard at the, at, be, at the beginning because, you know, it's, it's a challenge, but then I'd get better and I would have more fun. And I was like, wow, this is just, you know, I want to keep doing this. I just want to learn more and become even better. So that was really instilled in me from yeah, a young age, I guess. Okay. Do you by any chance have like a uh, artistic side? I do actually, I like to draw. <laughs> That's funny. So the reason I, that like, I bring that up is that um, like I hear from from artists that like, you know, when they feel comfortable, like they don't feel as, as like inspired to, you know, create. Um, mm-hmm. So you, you kind of feel the same way, uh, at least from a soccer standpoint. I, I don't know about your drawing. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm definitely a better soccer player than drawer, but um, <laughs> I can, I can definitely relate to that. Okay. So, um, you know, you're someone who's, who's pursuing a pro career and, you know, you mentioned, you know, a point where, where you decide that you wanted to take the sport a bit more seriously. Can you um, kind of talk a bit about that and like mm-hmm. when that was and, and uh, you know, were there any decisions that you made? Like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this to, to help kind of propel myself forward. Yeah, definitely. I think if I had to pick the first one, um, I think it was on um, my Whitby youth team. I must've been going, it was the summer before grade nine, I think. And my team was in the Dynasty Cup tournament in Spain, um, in San Sebastian. And that was the first time that I had gone overseas to, um, at all actually. And I just remember going over there and being completely immersed. Like we trained every day, we had games against, you know, teams from different countries. And it was just, I just remember going over there and I was like, this is what I want to do. And that experience really drove me. I think in grade nine, before that tournament, I was really focused on, okay, I want to pick a good university to go to and I want to get a scholarship and I think that experience really made me focus beyond that to being well well sure I want to have a great you know varsity career but I want to go pro and I started looking at what can I do to go pro not just you know a university career so I think it really made me think about honestly where I'm at right now um I think it really helped me look deep into the long run um and got me really motivated to, to look into a pro career. Okay. So, you know, in the end you, you chose to come to the university of Ottawa. Um, you know, why Ottawa? You know what? Ottawa was actually kind of last minute for me. I had been, I was one of those players that I really wanted to go to the States. Um, I thought that that would be the best for me. And then every team that I went down to visit, I, I don't know, I just didn't get a good feeling about it. I didn't like, what I heard from the schools, um, from players, or I didn't really think that it was the best quality of team. Um, And then I came to Ottawa, I got invited 
um, from Steve to one of their ID camps. Uh, I think it's the only ID camp that they've actually ever done, funny enough. Um, and I went there and I did the ID camp. And then afterwards, there was a game. I can't remember who they played that day. And I remember just watching that. And I said, this is the best like women's soccer I've seen. And I said, right then and there, I didn't even tour the school or anything. I said, I want to, I want to be a part of this team. And that was really the moment when I was like, okay, like if I want to take soccer seriously, and if I want to challenge myself, then this is the team that I got to be on. So it was like the quality of the soccer you found was just like the height, like the highest you'd seen. Yeah. Like it was just, it was just one, two touches. It was just, yeah, the quality was definitely the best that I've seen compared to like any school that I went to visit in the States um, or in Canada. And that was when I was like, okay, this is, I got to make this happen. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, it seems like you made a good decision. Um, But first, actually, I want to say that, uh, you know, I know that you graduated recently. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Um, So what did you study? Like, uh, you know, because you weren't there just for soccer. You were, you were going to classes. What did you study? Um, I took psychology. Okay. How was that program for you? Um, I loved it, actually. I loved it so much that I just started my master's. <laughs> oh, wow. Is that at Ottawa or is that somewhere um, else? No, it's out of um, a university out east. It's called Yorkville University, um, and it's an online program. So I was kind of, that's what I've been looking for, is I was looking for an online program because I obviously want to go overseas and play pro. So, you know, it's a way that I can follow both my passions, you know, of soccer and um, I'd say counseling psychology. So, um, prepare me for the future as well. That makes a lot of sense. Well, good luck with that. Thank you. Thank you. I'll need it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I very much doubt that. Um, so yeah, joining Ottawa seemed to be a pretty good decision. You know, there's one thing that I've learned about, you know, about soccer in, in, in the Ottawa area is what a fantastic women's program Ottawa has. Um, so much so that, uh, you were national champs and qualified for the 2019 university world cup in China. Uh, can you tell us a bit about uh, what that experience was like for you? That was, um, I don't, I don't even, it's still like, whenever I talk about it, it still is hard to describe because I mean, you know, when I signed for UAuto, I never dreamed that something like that opportunity would come up. Um, and I think it really made me feel like how I did um, when I went to Spain those years ago. We were immersed in soccer. We trained every day. We were together as a team. We played, you know, amazing countries. Um, And it just, it made me realize that, you know, how much I really love the sport and how much that I want to continue it. Um, But it was just incredible. We also had a very close team for nationals and when we went to China. So, you know, being immersed with them for those weeks on end was just, it was an incredible experience. That's awesome. Um, so you made it to the final against, uh, Paulista university, uh, which from Brazil, pretty big soccer country heard you were in extremely tough against a team that had some players that now play for the Brazilian national team. Yes. Um, but Ottawa scored. This is the GG scored three minutes in, uh, which was the first time anyone had scored against this team from Brazil in the tournament. Um, what was your view of that goal? Like, were you on the field um, for it? Were you on the side? No, I was on the bench for the goal, Um, but it was just, I mean, like you said, it was just right at the beginning of the game. Um, So we were just in shock. Um, Like they were a really, really, really good team. So to have that goal right at the beginning, it was just, we were just going crazy. The fans were going crazy. It was just, you know, it was kind of unexpected because Brazil was definitely the favorite. So to get up ahead that early in the game was, it was very cool. Very cool. 
So what were those following 87 minutes like? Uh, stressful. <laughs> uh, <laughs> definitely really stressful. Um, but I got to say, we just held it together and uh, put on the best performance I think we could have put on to get the win and to become champions. <laughs> right on. Um, well, yeah, like now you're a World Cup champion and you can say that the rest of your life and no one can ever say otherwise. So that's right. That's right. Um, so now you've spent the summer uh, in League One Ontario with Electric City FC. So you've played in, in the league for a few years. You've been around f- to see some changes in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if you could talk about the quality of, of League One Ontario um, and, ma- and maybe even like how you've seen it change over your time there. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, when I first played, I, my first time playing League One was before I even went to university. Um, so I think having that experience being one of the younger players at the time and now being a more of a veteran player, uh, I've definitely seen the league change throughout the years. Um, I would say when I first started playing League One, which I think was in the second season that the women's operated, there was like, you know, one or two top teams and then the rest of the teams weren't maybe as strong, maybe had like one or two good players, but the talent was really spread out. And I think over the years, you know, a lot of university players come back and League One is their team for the summer. Like that is, you know, what they chose, you know, what we choose to do over the summer to keep in shape, to have good competition. And I think this season by far, um, has definitely been the best season that I've been a part of League One. It seems like every team or most teams that we play um, are hard, are their tough opponents. You know, there's not, they're not a walk in the park. And I think that just goes to show that, you know, the league as a whole is becoming a lot stronger. And um, I think the women's players especially are really buying into that um, and are really trying to make something out of this league. Um, you know, especially leading up to hopefully having a, a pro women's team, um, eventually, um, within the coming years. So I think, you know, we're really trying to push and show that women's soccer is really strong in Ontario and Canada. So I think we're getting there. So how did joining electricity come about? Um, oh, I got reached out to, um, I actually, um, our assistant coach, Ron Clark, um, I play, I have been with him for, he's been a part of all the League One teams that I've been on. Um, so when this opportunity came about, he reached out to me and he said, Hey, you know, this could be, he knows, he knew that I was looking to go pro after this season. And he said, if you want to go pro and you really want to, um, challenge yourself and be in a pro environment, then this is the team you want to be on. So after that, I reached out to Randy and I talked to Randy a lot about, you know, what the club's vision is, you know, where do you guys want to go and, and all that stuff. And, uh, he really sold me on it. You know, he, he promised a lot of, uh, a lot of things that, you know, really meant a lot to me as a soccer player and what I wanted, you know, to further my career, especially now that I'm done, uh, university soccer. So, um, I think having that conversation with Randy ahead of time really sold me on ECFC as a whole. Okay. So, um, yeah, because uh, with your university career done, um, you know, what comes after 
the league one season for you, you know, cause you have aspirations to, to move to Europe. Like, um, you know, does you see FC, I see themselves kind of helping with that or. Um, well, I'm actually actively looking for, um, a pro contract right now. Um, so I knew that this transfer window was when I wanted to aim to be gone by. Um, and I knew that, ECFC um, with their training and their structure and the quality of players that they were bringing in was going to be kind of at, you know, it will, it would be a really good lead off from university and progression into a pro environment. So I thought that that would best help me adapt to hopefully getting my pro contract um, soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... Have you found any barriers? I know it's hard for for players to go from Canada to Europe. Like, have there been any barriers that like you've faced? Yes, actually, it's been. Uh, I I've obviously had teammates from U Ottawa go pro, but um, experiencing it yourself is definitely something different. Um, I think the first one is that I only have a Canadian passport, so that has been a challenge. Um, that's probably been a, one of the biggest challenges. And then the second one is that you know League One is a semi professional. Um, league and a lot of teams over there want you to play in a pro league and league one does not is not really considered that um even if you look at you know my university career it's still not the same so you know trying to convince them that you know canadian soccer and canadian women's players you know that this league is a good league and we do have really good players it has been challenging i think there is a lot of stigma on north american soccer um especially when you're looking overseas so i think that's also been a bit of a barrier that i faced as well just more proof that you know we need a pro women's league in canada Um, absolutely I have one more question about ecfc um so the team has a goal for the men's team to join the cpl and, you know, obviously I hope one day that, you know, when there is a women's league that they have the same goal to join that too. Um, from your perspective, because uh, from the outside, it seems like they've done uh, things very equitably between the men's and women's teams. Like uh, from your perspective, A, does the club have like a more professional vibe? Because I know that's what they're going for. Um, and does it seem like the men's and women's sides have been treated fairly equally? Yeah, um, to answer the first part, I would definitely say it has a more pro feel. Um, I've never been like our mornings, we get up, we go and we have team breakfast together, we go to training, we have team lunch, we could do team workout, and then, you know, that's our day. So I've never been a part of a League One team that, you know, has more than maybe a few practices a week plus a game. So to have that sort of structure is definitely different and it really leads off nicely because you Ottawa did that, you know, we had workouts during the week, we had practices every day. Um, So I think it really leads off of university and into what a pro team would be like. Um, So it definitely is a very pro structure and definitely more equitable than a lot of, I would say, League One teams for sure. Um, They promote us equally. Um, Like we have a lot of fans that come to our games and, you know, they're just as excited for the men's and women's teams. Um, Like the season tickets, they're for both club, they're for both the men's and women's sides. Um, So it really encourages, you know, if you buy the season tickets, you might as well come to both games. Um, And yeah, you know, like we have the same, like we eat the same meals, we have the same structure that they do. So I think that, um, from that perspective, they've also done a really good job with it. So a few episodes ago, I actually spoke with Zach Drake, uh, who's from Ottawa and who's on the men's side. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said that at least to start the season, everyone was staying in like 
like some cottages, uh, like in the Korthas. Was that the same experience for the women? Uh, yeah, they also, yeah, the women's team also stayed in cottages. Um, I'm, because I'm okay, from how Curtis, is that? <laughs> well, I, I, because I'm from Curtis, me and a few of the girls actually commuted. Um, oh, okay. We did not stay in the cottages. Um, that being said, I know that um, from talking to them, they loved staying in the cottages and they had a lot of fun, especially when, you know, you bring in um, people from all over, you know, the country from different teams. I think having that bonding time was really important. Um, we had a bit of a smaller group at the beginning um, because we were waiting for players to still come back from university. So um, we bonded a lot at training, probably more so than maybe the men, because the men had a lot more players. So I think, but I, overall, I think that the cottages were a really cool idea. Um, and I do think helped um, kind of jumpstart that connection right off the bat. This has been fantastic. I was wondering if I can just ask you a few quick questions before I let you go. Of course. Okay. Um, what's your favorite sport besides soccer? Oh, definitely hockey. I played hockey growing up as well. Um, so hockey any day. Okay. Knowing the proximity of Curtis to another Ontario city, I'm afraid to ask, but what is your favorite team? Of course, it's the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, blue team. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um who has had just moving on just just moving on from that yeah we'll uh, who, is, <laughs> who has had the biggest impact on your career so far definitely my brother um yeah? he's been oh yeah he's been we've been training partners ever since we were little um helping each other through our varsity careers and he's still helping me now navigate this pro crazy pro uh journey so definitely him 100 i would not be where i am without him like is he turned pro or um he played for so he did his varsity career at laurier um and right now he's in chiropractor school so he did not go pro okay um but still involved in the athlete life (laughs) fair enough yeah okay um who is the best player you've ever uh played either with or against like been on the same field with you know this is a tough one um oh putting me on the spot here you know, okay. you can take your time and I can just like edit this huge gap. It's fine. It'll, it'll sound like you just came up with it right away. Like I had it ready to go. Exactly. Um, oh, yeah. I think if I had to pick, okay, I gotta, I honestly can't pick someone who I played against. There's, I think I've played against way too many talented players, but as the same, same that I've played with. But if I had to pick, I think I gotta go, I gotta pick some Uwadawa GG uh, members here. Uh, okay. I think I might have to stick with my my mid partners, uh, Kat Byrne and maybe Kat Delev. Okay. I think I might have to stick with them and maybe uh, Mikhail Morton. Actually, we played for the same youth club growing up and we went to the same high school and obviously we played together on Iwata. So I think I'd have to, I think those would have to be, I don't think I could pick one between the three of them, but uh, those would be my favorite, my okay. probably the best ones. Okay. If you were me, who who of those three would you have on this podcast next? Oh, um, you gotta do Mikhail Morton. Yeah. Yeah. I think you gotta do Mick. She's been around to a few pro teams. I think she, she's got a lot of stories or Delev. Delev's a bit of a character though. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. What's your favorite food? Ooh. Um, I think I gotta go with, uh, I think I'm going to go with some junk food here. I gotta go with like ice cream or pizza maybe. Good. Good. <laughs> yeah. What's the better halftime snack? Oranges or watermelons? Oh, watermelon. 100%. Okay. You got to okay. get hydrations in that as well. That's right. So you're back in Ottawa, say Boward Market. It's late. You're getting a little hungry. Are you going to look for the nearest poutine or shawarma? Uh, poutine. Poutine every time. Right on. 
Um, you're in Peterborough. Like, what's your favorite spot in Peterborough? Um, we've been to a few good ones. I gotta say, uh, we've been going to uh, Fresh Dreams before our home games, and it's this really nice little Spanish restaurant, and I love it. I love their food. They're the sweetest people ever. So I think that would have to be my my number one spot. Okay. Um, my last question. Uh, what's a fact about you or like an interest of yours that maybe most people wouldn't know about you until they like really got to know you? Um, probably honestly the, that I like to draw. Um, I think even though you mentioned that earlier, normally people don't know that about me. So I would say that's probably my secret talent, I guess you'd have to say. (laughs) Okay. Um, all right. Well, Haley, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. It's been a lot of fun.